2: Welcome to Land and Legacy Podcast. This is Adam Keith and Matt Dye and we're live and on location here in New Orleans for the May National Convention and we have a very special guest with us um, to talk about a wide variety of topics but has a very interesting story we've known John for a couple years now. And developed a great friendship. It's always a pleasure to sit down and talk with him. But we haven't had you on the podcast yet, so it's definitely a great opportunity. Since we're here in New Orleans together, we're just going to sit down, and talk about all things deer lab, and hunting.
1: Although the the window view is of the streets and town, we're, <laughs> we're kind of out of place. It, it's right. still a good time to come around and a table and talk about deer.
2: Lindsey Thomas said it best. We have a view of the streets. To we're close enough to see the streets. We can see it, yeah, but we're behind glass to where we don't have to smell the streets <laughs> yes yes oh my gosh <laughs> yes so anyway john
0: welcome john well thanks for so much for having me you bet i've heard a lot about you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: we we did a mock phone call one time a while back with our producer and we did like a mock phone call into the podcast and as soon as he picks it up he's like i'm just gonna say something he goes hey hey, hey guys this is jerry uh Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Like, cool. Jerry, your real name's Nathaniel. We yeah. know you. We yeah. know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Yeah, so how many conventions have you been coming to, John?
0: I think this is uh, either the fourth or fifth QDMA convention. Nice. So yeah. I'm
2: trying to think of where they were before New Orleans.
0: Well, the first one that I went to was in uh, Athens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of their headquarters, um, right outside their headquarters. And uh, – that was, you know, I was a, a new hunter at the time. And mm-hmm. so I was just overwhelmed with the amount of information. It was very right. educational. Um, got to go into um, University of Georgia's deer lab, I guess, oh, awesome. that they had there. And um, just really, it was, um, I was just taking ton of ton of notes. Once after Athens, I think I've been to Athens one other time. And then there was one in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is the second one in New Orleans that I've been to.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, John, you have an interesting story with your honey. We'll get to that. But before, I don't know if we mentioned, we just briefly, but co-owner of Deer Lab? Yes. Tell us. And
0: and
1: creator, though, like kind Mm
2: -hmm. of the mind behind it.
1: Yep. Yep. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. um, It's actually part of that story of getting into hunting.
2: Then um, let's just start from Yeah. There. Yeah. You yeah. got
1: you got stage. Yeah. You, you, we have a lot
2: different background. And you know, we, on our other podcast we interviewed I don't know, 6 or 7 or 8 people and yeah. we talked about all kinds of stuff, but it came down to hunting and hunting heritage really. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. we all have our own story. Yeah. Some of us were blessed to be in tow with dad at a very young age, and some of the people found in a in a totally different mm-hmm. trail. Yep. And you yep. are one of those people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was telling you a little bit earlier that, you know, being at QDMA, sometimes when people are st- ask me questions about deer and all, it's a little bit intimidating because the people around me are so much more knowledgeable than I am when mm-hmm. it comes to deer. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I've only been hunting for, I would say, seven years now. Yeah. And uh, when I was, I'm kind of telling my age right now, but <laughs> when I was 40 years old, um, I went out on a date with my wife, Samantha, and we're sitting at a restaurant and kind of going over, we're just kind of randomly talking about different things, but we were talking about some goals. And at the time, um, we had three children, uh, Ray Lauren, which they're 16 and 13 now. And then Reese, which was our boy. And at the time when I was 40, he was one. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her about how, when my dad turned 40, I was 15 And here I am, you know, forty years old, and I have a one-year-old. Yeah, and just trying to think of, you know, what can I do? What are some things that I can do to be with my son as I get older? Mm -hmm. And you know, forty years old, I was feeling old at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you're thinking ahead, yeah, wise man, thinking ahead. You know, (laughs) I was like, you go play golf, you know, or you go. And, And one of the things I told her, I said, you know, I've always dreamed about bow hunting. I've always, for some reason, I've always liked the idea of bow hunting of being close to the animal and more of the strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. And, but really grew up really not knowing anybody that hunted. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. There are definitely hunters there, but it's a smaller group of, of people. And the, the, my family did not grow up hunting. My dad is from New York. My mm. mom is from Georgia. And, um, I don't know how they met, but right, but it's a uh, whole
1: another podcast right there. It is, it is. They actually,
0: it's <laughs> a funny story. But um, so I just you know had this idea, and there's a guy down the street from me who had a bow, and I would go over over to his house, and we'd shoot in his driveway, and just had a just had a blast doing yeah. that. But I also was very intimidated about hunting. There was just you know, I would see you know various hunting shows or whatever, but it just it was that tradition that heritage you know if you kind of only you, you thought of a hunter as somebody that was born into it and I was it felt like you're out of the fold yeah 40 years yeah. you know of yeah. not having any hunting and so anyway it was a conversation and we you know went on and did our thing and um so I would say probably two months past passes and um it was our anniversary and so I was, we, I don't know what exactly we did for our anniversary, but I remember being back in, uh, going back to our room that night and I walk in the door and there's this huge box on the, on the bed. And, um, my wife is, she's a CPA. If I get a present over $50, it's, like, big time. <laughs> she just does not like to spend money. And so I'm looking at this thing. And I'm like, this thing looks like it's more than $50. You know, it's all wrapped and everything. And um, she's like, I got you something. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So start to open it up, and it's a big bow case. And I open up the case, and it's a Matthews bow. Oh. Z7 Extreme. And, um, oh, yeah. I was like, I cannot – believe I mean I was completely shocked and she's like this is your ticket to learn how to hunt and to take our boy Reese Mm, and that's that's how it all started and so um, I had one friend that kind of took me under his wings and uh, we had a friend that owned property and um, it was probably 40 minutes away from my house and um, he basically you know we would go out there and everything that I learned it was from him as well as qdma mm-hmm. i'm a big research guy and so i got online and i mean i found qdma's website and just kind of devoured everything that i could right. read from their website and so pretty much i i mean I, it's like drinking from
1: a, a uh, fire, fire hose. hose yeah yeah there's and, just so much out there yeah
0: definitely and so i mean qdma i think has a lot to do with you know the knowledge that i have for mm-hmm. hunting and i still am way you know way behind you guys but but it's something that um really made me feel a lot more comfortable about going out into the woods. I mean, the, the funny thing is Jason, who was the friend that um, helped me really taught me a lot about hunting. I'll never forget. It was probably, it was the first year and probably like the third hunt or something. And he couldn't, he kind of backed out at the last second. So it was just myself. And it was the first time I went to the woods by myself. And it was, um, a late afternoon hunt and I never will forget a doe came out and shot her like at 18 yards and she goes yeah. into the goes into the woods right there jumps into the woods and and I, I just start shaking and <laughs> and just like did I hit it you know I didn't yeah. know if I hit it and you know I'm like did she just run away you know <laughs> yeah. never been to that point to where I actually you know would shoot something and so It gets dark. I I waited till it got dark and it's pitch black. (laughs) I come out of my stand, you know, and I take the flashlight over there, and and there's, you know, there's my arrow with blood and the bubbles on it and everything. And I call Jason. I'm like, you're not going to believe it. I I think I I shot a deer. (laughs) And so 15 yards away, there she was. You know, it was was just an awesome experience. But um, anyway, over time, I started. I'm big into research and so trail cameras was just the logical Mm -hmm. extension of all that and we started running a lot of cameras and I was getting into Excel and marking okay this this buck is hitting this at this time and what was the weather like and stuff like that and it was a pain in the butt (laughs) right (laughs) I'm like what I mean your head there's got to be a better use of time yeah I'm like we were running probably seven or eight cameras at the time and and it was just a and I couldn't remember everything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there has to be a better way that, to do this. And yeah. that's when the idea of deer lab came up. Um, it was, you know, just, uh, I wonder if, you know, I could develop an app. I'm, i have a web based background and mm-hmm. so that's pretty much what I do. And, uh, so anyway, long story short, I, uh, had a friend in uh, South Carolina that, uh, I've always wanted to work with. He's a great developer And we've always kind of bounced different ideas off. And um, we've had some different ideas that would kind of go just a little bit and then kind of flail. And um, I presented the idea to him. He loved the idea. And uh, so we started. I was basically working full time and then doing deer lab in my off time. And so for about six to seven months, I was putting in 14 to 16 hours a day. Mm. And it was was brutal, but um, kind of got through it and... Now we just had our fifth fifth uh, birthday. That's so it's awesome. It's been pretty
1: cool. Well, What's incredible to me is as a, you know, I guess most of the technology or invention comes out of, you know, innovation and just need for a change. And that was the case for you and the mm-hmm. way you were uh, trying to remember all this information that your cameras were capturing. But to me, that just, I guess you're the being a new hunter, but knowing how much information there was to be able to take from a trail camera image Like you were very advanced in that thinking because there's so many people out there now who just simply scroll through every picture. Like, okay, that deer's here, but there's more to take from that individual picture. But you like, to me, leapfrogged and skipped, skipped a bunch of steps and we're already there. Like, well, how do I put this all together to make it make more sense?
0: Yeah. You know, being that new hunter and just wanting to know all the details of why do you do this and why do Mm -hmm. you do that? Um, you know, and QDMA was a piece of it. I, you know, one of the, my first books that I ordered from their their website was the, the Trail Camera web uh, oh, yeah. book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of data in there, but it was like, you know, people were doing it kind of a, a way that it was like this kind of the way that I was taught off of that mm, book. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is just painful. It's yeah. just really painful. And I'm like, are there other people that are doing it like this? And the book basically told me yes, but yeah. one of the, the, the start of the idea I started calling different people asking them how do you use your trail cameras do you you know are you using excel or are you just looking at photos and <laughs> um you we're know, all, ma- many were just looking at photos
2: yeah many yes and the people that were trying to do this with excel we were all doing it an attempt at trying to understand it but it, and it, there's
0: only so much that you can do in right. excel I mean yeah. capture because and, and, yeah when when you start aggregating the data that that that's where Excel kind of fails. Mm-hmm. And you can you can get to a certain point with it. But you know, my my thought was it can you actually pattern a buck? You know? Yeah. Is that is, is that possible? is that legit? Right. Or is this, you know, am I making up something? Yeah. And so it was more of a, a big question. And then as I started talking to people and as a you know, just kind of getting their pain points of mm-hmm. it's taking a lot of time, you know, I can't remember what you know, this, but especially for the guys that are running a lot of trail cameras and they're trying to go, okay, did this, was it this camera that he was hitting more often than this camera and at what times and stuff like that. And I was confused with less than 10 cameras. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but as I started asking those questions, it was, it became apparent that people were looking for more than what they were. Now, the challenge that I have now we have as deer lab is, is the education process that there is more to get out of the, the cameras than just looking at photos Yeah, yeah. and yeah. most people just look at photos and they, they look at, you know, that's a nice bug. That's a nice bug or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, they, or they,
1: just, just associate that trail camera image with a location. Exactly.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: He's definitely, I got a picture of him. He's in that he's, food plot. Yeah. He's there. He's got to yeah. be living close to there. Yeah. But outside of that,
1: after, right. There's assumptions that are made based on, okay, he showed up. Okay. It's daylight. Yeah. But after that though, there's still a lot of unknowns. Yeah. But there don't have to yeah. be.
0: And you know, with QDMA's process of waiting, you know, until a certain age for that for that deer, mm-hmm. you know, it just kinda comes into play. And it's it was really interesting to see. I would hear different bits and you hear different bits and pieces of how deer move and yeah. you know, from depending on the source. And so my goal was okay you see all of this data out there, but how does that data actually work on my property? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm in Florida. It's very different than Missouri. It's very different in Texas. It's very different than New York any state that you get, you know, there's, there's some differences there. And then, then you hear about bucks being very unique. I mean, bucks are bucks, but they all have a unique, you know personality mm-hmm. and you know how far a buck moves how you know how how close is he in that home range all those different things and so uh, the the goal of deer lab is to try you know we're not going to make you automatically shoot a nice buck no. it's going to be just more of managing and analyzing that the data that you have on your property and especially if you're looking at harvesting a, a, a buck Several years from now, and being able to track him over a period of years, and it, one of the things that's been really interesting to me is, you know, a buck will typically show up at a certain location, and then the next year, within that week, yes. he's really, really close to the place that he was that the year before. It
2: is. That's I love. Really, yeah, you know, that's one thing I was going to say was, I wouldn't ever catch that sort of thing if I didn't have something easy to access pictures from the last year. Oh, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's a Basically a memory bank for exactly. you to go back and pull, yeah. And it does it; it does it for you, yeah. Which is, and I don't have
2: a memory bank, <laughs> yeah. Me either. Yeah. As yeah. I'm getting older, <laughs> I'm definitely, yeah. yeah. Our wise will agree on that. Yeah. yeah, I I think to me, just understanding an individual buck and his characteristics through this software is is like understanding that, just like you said on October 20th at some point he makes a little bit of a shift in his home range Mm -hmm. and it comes up here uh into this ridge or this food plot and maybe it's correlated then you can look in and say maybe it's correlated with with the moon phase or maybe it's correlated with a certain wind direction and and so then you're like okay you could start putting those pieces together to where the next year and that's where it's so to me the more photos you have of an individual buck and you can kind of really start breaking those down and understanding Mm -hmm. why you have those pictures what was causing him to move and then correlate that the next year that's where it's just and that's that's the power of
1: of it all because we're all worried about and and conscious about um intrusion to properties and if you have a pattern of a buck from several years and you know okay october 20th he's going to make this move um and he shows up like the next year. You're like, okay, he's going to do it again. He's done it for the last three or the last two. There's a good chance I can already get that, um, a stand set and scout it during the summertime and, and have a good chance of, of going in there rather than saying, okay, he actually showed up October 20th. He's here now. I have the evidence. Um, and then you have to go in and hang your stand. Yep. Like you're, you're minimizing the intrusion at the, the crucial time of the, the year. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's awesome.
0: So it's been, it's, it's been really neat to see, you know, the adoption of Deer Lab. Um, you know, we started off as a bootstrap company. We're mm-hmm. still a bootstrap company. And, um, you know, initially it, it's it was, it's still an education process of educating people that you can get more out of your trail camera photos. And, you know, the challenge of shortening the amount of time that you spend with your trail cameras. I had a guy call me last week, and he's in uh, Texas, and between him and two other guys, they run 600 cameras. I'm sorry, can, say that again? 600 cameras. Can you imagine? Oh, eggs? my
2: word. Yeah. I would forget where they – I'm sure they have a map of something, but I would forget where half of – shoot, we have 20, and I'm sitting here going, now I know we have another camera somewhere.
0: <laughs> just trying to figure out where I where I put it. 600 cameras, and I, I just can't I mean, he has three full-time staff that manage the trail cameras, mm. and, you know, we – I've never seen anybody have that many cameras, mm-hmm. um, but – you know, our largest customer has, I think, around 200 cameras. And yeah. it, I still don't, I, it's hard to put my head around running mm-hmm. that many cameras. But, you know, it's, the problem is they still take time mm-hmm. t- to get the type of information. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it's been, a, it's been a, a lot of fun. I mean, I have pa- a passion for it. And so to be able to do what you're passionate about, to be able to have that as part of your job, yeah. it's, it's been pretty awesome. That yes. is, yeah, definitely really something
2: is. we get to enjoy as well. Yeah, for sure. What what has really changed about Deer Lab from the creation? You've added some things. There's new features, yeah. but what what has yeah. been something that you have enjoyed about that?
0: You know, it's constantly changing, and and the the cool thing is, so going back to you know when I started and that learning process, one we we spent so much time on that one feature in Deer Lab when we initially launched, it. and it was kind of like a a, a, a dashboard for each trail camera and it, and it basically said here are the tagged photos on this camera here's the weather here's the um it was kind of giving statistics and stuff and I look back at that I'm like that was worthless I mean it's, it's, <laughs> it's just not needed you know I mean you can yeah, yeah. It's, it's neat to see the stats and stuff like that but um you know over time the great thing one of the things that we really focus on is what our customers are saying i mean we don't we don't do everything that they ask for but because we want to be very focused on trail cameras i mean there's so many different apps out there that do a lot of different things and we're really Mm -hmm. trying not to to do everything we want to do one thing and do it really well yeah and so that's kind of our focus but over time um you know we've added a lot of different reports from a weather standpoint um Last year, we added photo recognition, mm-hmm. which is in its infancy. I mean, there's still a ways to go on that. And we're about to release a, a big update on that um, for photo recognition. But you are know, just trying to do things that are going to, going to simplify the process. Now, when we launched photo recognition, a lot of people are looking at it as, oh, photo recognition for my trail camera photos. And they weren't looking at the bigger picture of as far as managing, and analyzing those trail camera photos. So... Again, it's an educational process. A lot of people look at Deer Lab and say, "Oh, you you have to have a cellular camera because, you know, the camera sends the photos yeah, to yeah. Deer Lab." And so, a lot of education on that. We we use any you can use any trail camera. You can use cellular cameras if you want, but you have to use their SD cards yeah. to upload them. Um, but you know, there's always things that we're tweaking. I mean, we're continuing to enhance the tools mm-hmm. and add to the tools, but. You know, in in the long run, I don't want this crazy big application. I want it to be very simple to use. Right. Something that I mean, when we designed Deer Lab, it was we were kind of going after the fifty to sixty year old that um might not be very technical mm-hmm. technically savvy. Um the dads out there, the property mm-hmm. owners, the yeah. guys that are hunting a lot. I mean, you don't you don't have to be a property owner. A lot of people on public land use Deer Lab as well. But, I would um, hope so.
1: That'd be a huge advantage. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but they, you know, one of the things that we're just trying to do is make it as simple as possible. Instead of you know doing all the bells and whistles and the movement and stuff like that, it was just focused on an easy tool that can speed up the process. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so as far as the future of Deer Lab, there are definitely things in store that we um, that we have as a goal to really increase. The speed of um, being able to get that photo from a camera directly to your lab—that would be right. great. And um, it's, it's challenging because every camera company operates a little bit differently,
1: formats differently, and yeah, all that stuff.
0: Exactly. But you know, we're we're making strides on that area, but um, it's you know just getting a tool that I think photo, photo recognition is a big one. Um, we're still not at the point that we can identify an individual buck. And I think we're a ways Shoot, away from that. That's hard for us sometimes. Oh, like, I know.
1: I mean, there's so, like, if you have a, a big enough sample size, an eight pointer from another eight pointer can be tough. Especially last right?
2: we had Mesa and um, Hippie. Hippie, yep. That was just, like, <laughs> at the right angle. Yeah. Even though they're both really nice deer, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's, 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 photo recognition is very different than a humans. You know, typically right. you're taking a picture of, of somebody. And you know, you know, from the eye to nose, mouth, you know that structure, and can mm-hmm. easily identify it with a with a buck. You got all those angles. You have trees and limbs behind their antlers. You yeah, have, you know the different uh, quality mm. of photos from the trail cameras, day, sure. night. All these different things come into factor, and so we're trying to process them in a quick manner. When we train our tools for photo recognition, it takes thousands and thousands of photos, all different types of scenarios. And right now we're running, we've been running one, um, one piece of it for three months just to kind of get a profile for a particular buck. So, so when people are wanting to have like the ability to identify a unique buck, I just don't see that happening real soon. I think mm-hmm. maybe down the road it can definitely help ha- ha- happen, but yeah. for right now, you know, obviously that is the the main go- the goal. Yeah, is to everyone get,
1: would like to see that, but like yeah. we're in a time right now where they're growing, they're changing. Yep, they're you changing. Know, that's another
0: challenge, yeah, exactly, right. and uh, yeah, it, it is a challenge. So,
2: what has been the one thing that you've noticed people like when you're telling them about Deer Lab that they're like? what? I had no idea it did that. Like, it's kind of like the glass shattering effect where it's like, wow. Okay. That's, that's super cool.
0: I think, uh, heat maps are definitely something, you know, when you can look at a map of your property and see where that buck has been over specific times. Yeah. Um, the filtering of information. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can basically go in and say, okay, I want to see all daytime, all daytime photos with the wind out of the Northwest. Um, of uh this camera or you can get very specific and and get into more weather information have those filtered down to those photos but i think the biggest thing probably is just the profiles of being able to have that information for that buck automatically aggregated for them so all of that excel spreadsheet stuff that we were doing before it's automatically done for you so the weather Mm -hmm. comes in for each photo when that when that photo was taken and aggregating that data and being able to give them very easy to read reports as far as this is the camera that he's most likely hitting, and these are the times that he's hitting these cameras. Yeah, I'm just going from yeah, there. Yeah, I
2: think that's definitely one of my favorite parts is the profiles. Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes it's a little bit depressing, like when we looked at Hippie the other day, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. pulled up his profile and it's like, oh goody, he only he's only been showing up after dark. Right. Yeah. It's like, Okay, but but we had the ability to go from September 15th, opening day, to January 15th and say, okay, what's all the pictures? And then it was mm -hmm. like, okay, now let's look for during daytime Mm -hmm. hours, and then no pictures. Okay, so we know he's moving after dark.
1: Well, it's that, or, or it's potentially can I put my cameras in another place where I may get them? Yeah. You know, based, based on some of that information that, that you, you, you can pull from deer lab. Like, is there another safe place that I can with minimal intrusion possibly pick them up at it? And it be daylight. So yeah, you can look at it both ways for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I, to me, it's just, I, I go back to always thinking about the days of SD cards to flash drives or USB drives and then, labeling each one of them for the year and then trying to pull mm-hmm. all those out and put them in and then look at them and try and then to october understand. one be like okay i need to go through all these again and figure <laughs> yeah. it out like
1: relearn who was who and where yeah. they were at and
0: yeah. this stuff yeah when did y'all get into trial gamers mm. how long ago was that
2: i was 11 years old 11 wow and i mowed yards all summer and i went to the bass pro catalog outlet -hmm. And I bought a trail camera for a bargain hunter, (laughs) hundred and ten dollars. And
1: how many lawns was that? (sighs) That Eleven, a couple cemeteries (laughs) probably. (laughs) And uh, that's a lot of weeding. Yeah, too much. It wasn't worth it. Um, (laughs)
2: Anyway, I bought that camera, and it was—I don't. To me, I think the best way to describe it is like the pistol cases where you have the little, Oh yeah, yeah. it was one of those where they'd like cut out the holes and mm-hmm. put the camera in it. Of course, it was 35 millimeter yeah. film yeah. and uh, you you turn the camera on and off with of a magnet through one of the sensors on the front. It's real weird. Um, half the time I wouldn't get it on right. I think and that's so called if, an antique atom. Yeah, that yeah. was, uh, <laughs> so that would have been 19 years ago.
0: Do you know when the first trail camera came out?
2: 9 early ni- 90s or late
0: 80s. Well, let me take that back. Not trail camera, it wouldn't be classified as a trail camera back then, but the first deer captured by a camera that was auto, that was um automatically taken by the Motion. deer um, setting it off. Uh, I'm
1: going to th- I'm going to throw uh, out uh, 1978. 1978.
0: 1893, I believe. You are lying. Eight, no, I'm not. George Shira. Wikipedia. That's no, where he got that one. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, George Shirah I actually have... Uh, you better run up to his room and get that change yeah. on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but can you believe that? It was... It was uh, I want to say boy. it was in Pennsylvania or New York. Um, this guy was a photographer, and he put one of those big... You know, the, the cameras the that have the huge flashes. Yeah, yeah like yeah. set it up in the woods and the he had west. a wire uh, that went across a trip wire. A trip wire and the, the deer hit it and can you imagine being a deer and having that light Poof. go off in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> I well, want to see that picture. Well, I have I have a blog post on deerlab Oh, um, I need to go check and it's, that out. It's the First trail camera pictures, and it has a couple of pictures. And these deer, you can see why we
2: need to put this in the show notes. Yeah. They
0: are like, I mean, scattered, like they're all up in the air, like high jump recipients. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a bomb just went off. But, That's it, so but funny. I was like so surprised. I mean, 18, I mean, how far have we come? Oh my. from the 1890s to have a camera that you know, probably so, has you know, you blow the bulbs and you have to replace them, and just the exposure and everything 1890s to recording
1: now. sound
2: on all this like the new videos yeah. i mean just so incredible if you've been what seven years of running trail yeah. cameras and hunting it's always been digital cameras right yeah, SD for me it has yeah been. you know one of the horrible horrible things about the film was i mean you took it to walmart one hour film and half the time it would be the 24-hour film you would take it there you would say okay Develop these photos, and you get the 34 or whatever photos back. And, I don't know, 60% would be false images. And the other half was a raccoon and possum and a squirrel. And you're just like – and I, I still have the books of of even saving no the binders. first – the oh, s- awesome. first squirrel pictures of the raccoons because that was so cool. Oh, hey, Mr. Gray Squirrel. And now no. you think about it. like I don't, You don't even look at the doe pictures. You just kind of scroll through the yeah. so, Oh, oh man, yeah. You take so much for, for yeah. granted that's over awesome. time.
0: That's cool that you saved them.
2: Yeah, and and I look back at some of the bucks that was like, ooh, man, look at the hit list buck we got. And he's like a little old 100-inch eight-pointer. And you're just like, man, like, how far have we come? Yeah.
1: It's, it's incredible.
2: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of those, one of the first things for me was kind of in that step of, okay, I'm hunting now I have a trail camera, and then it turned into, I think I'm, Moultrie I'm a made boss, this one. Yeah, I got, trail, I got trail, camera. trail cameras, <laughs> I, and I was like one of the first ones out all my buddies to run trail cameras, and uh, and I wasn't even bow hunting. Until I was in high school. It was just I had this fascination with trying to capture mm-hmm. animals on camera, and then it turned into after that one, that one took all batteries then it turned into a camera that took the big nine volt i think or the six volt where it's got the springs on the mm-hmm. top and you clip it like alligator two, clip to yeah and two big d batteries and it lasted maybe a week or two oh, gee whiz <laughs> and so it's just oh how far have we come with trail yeah. cameras yeah it's incredible it really is yeah it was definitely uh I'm thankful for technology when we start <laughs> talking to trail cameras. So, yeah, yeah, anything anything exciting that you? Uh, I, I know you you got stuff you're working on, and and I know Deer Lab. Of course, we just this past week we started going through last year's photos and trying mm-hmm. to understand everything, and and uh, it's based always, on who's
1: shown back up.
2: Yeah, and because as soon as you know, on a profile, I did have one thing where I was like, oh man, hmm, how do I mark this deer? Because he's been vanished. Yeah, yeah, it's just like. uh it's always interesting to look at the pictures from one oh, year yeah. to the next and say, "Okay, here's the hit list. Half of them are dead. Half of them vanished. Okay, we got a new hit list. Hopefully, yeah. coming. So. so, how's it
0: look this year?
1: Good. Not bad so far. There's a, there's one good one that's shown up. Like, it, it's actually funny. I think we talked about it last week. Is it showed up on a neighbor's trail camera and Facebook friends and and uh, well, your brother sent it to us. Like, yeah. hey, our neighbor got this. We're <laughs> like, wow. Go pull our card next week. He's on there. It's like. Heck, mm. yeah. Awesome. Now yeah. yeah, hope awesome.
2: he finds the food plots and takes up residency. Yeah. 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 Well, we, of course,
0: you have great edge on your uh, project. That's, that's right. Yeah. After our, <laughs> our big
2: – yeah, for sure. Actually, uh, one of the, the hippie buck that we followed last year had a great encounter. He's actually showing up in one of the new food plots we created this summer, and he's there all the time. Nice. And, and it's looking like, really good. It's one of our favorite new food plots, too, with yeah. huge white oaks on the side of it. So if we have acorns, it's going to be like,
0: okay – Here's they will. He will be there. So y'all share a property. How do you determine who gets what buck?
1: It's not. It's as not far a buck. Far it's as, not like who gets as, what buck. I mean, like,
0: if you're going after. I mean, are, are y'all both going after the same stuff? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And same with his brother. And his dad is going to hunt it too. Like, if if there's a if someone's
2: hunting and they basically we'd like to target these ones. Okay. So if the, it shows up, the family yeah. farm is like 300 acres, and that's like. Chad, my brother, and my dad can just go hunt whenever. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's a camera involved, but if not, we're not going to stop. But the Prairie Hall property is like, if you're hunting, there's a camera on. Okay. And, like, and so we're if, filming the hunt, kind of. Deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so my dad tends to stray away from that because he he don't want any part of those cameras. Even though we did film him this turkey season, killing a great
0: bird. Do y'all yeah. film each other or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that may change a little bit this fall, just depending yeah. on on. Availability and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Because we're only so good with the video camera. Obviously, the guys who are producing stuff and filming are very talented. So
2: the cameras are using a little more high tech than ones we ran for all those years. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I have uh, the guys that self film. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, I I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Tough game. Yeah. There's a there's a lot
1: going on up in that tree. Yeah. 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 For sure.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Man, I've, I've self-filmed, and it's such a headache. You have to really love it to do it. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things. Yeah, it's got to be a, a passion. Yeah, so before we wrap this podcast up, we need to also mention com
1: Forward slash land. Yep.
0: Yep, it, just com slash land. That's it. And uh, if you go there, you can get a 30-day free trial. That's it. And uh, put in some cameras and put in your property we don't need property lines the property can be as small or as large as you want it to be and it's as easy as that just upload your photos
2: yeah give her a whirl that's it i i promise you they're gonna they're gonna love it once you start to understand it and use it that's the, the value comes from the the multiple years of use but
1: this it'll give you a snapshot of certainly all the features yeah no doubt
2: That's right. That's right. Well, we better wrap this up because we've got the big banquet tonight. That's right. That's right. Well, John, we sure do appreciate you coming on, sharing your uh, background in the hunting world and deer lab and all things hunting. So,
0: well, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, it's been fun watching you guys as you grow, and um, I've learned a lot from y'all too. So, great podcast. Appreciate Appreciate it, sir.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Land and Legacy's Hunting and Habitat Management Podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at landandlegacy.tv. You can submit a viewer question right there, and we're answering the podcast, or find us on Facebook and Instagram.
2: Feels pretty good knowing that from the beginning of time, God has called us to be a caretaker, a gamekeeper, a manager of the land. So with that being said, don't you think we should do it all for the love of the land and the glory to God?